2 Samuel 13, starting in verse 1. Now Absalom, David's son, had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar. And after a time, Amnon, David's son, loved her. And Amnon was so tormented that he made himself ill because of his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin. And it seemed impossible to Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very crafty man. And he said to him, O son of the king, why are you so haggard morning after morning? Will you not tell me? Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my my brother Absalom's sister. Jonadab said to him, Lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. When your father comes to see you, say to him, Let my sister Tamar come and give me bread to eat and prepare the food in my sight that I may see it and eat from her hand. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. And when the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, Please let my sister Tamar come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight that I may eat from her hand. And David sent home to Tamar saying, Go to your brother Amnon's house and prepare food for him. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house where he was lying down. And she, he, she took dough and kneaded it and made cakes in his side and baked the cakes. She took the pan and emptied it out before him, but he refused to eat. And Amnon said, Set out, sent out everyone before me. So everyone went out from him. Then Amnon said to Tamar, Bring the food into the chamber that I may eat from your hand. Tamar took the cakes she had made and brought them into the chamber to Amnon of her brother. When she brought them near to him, he took hold of her hand and said, Come, lie with me, my sister. She answered him, No, my brother, do not violate me, for such a thing is not done in Israel. Do not do this outrageous thing. As for me, where could I carry my shame? And as for you, you would be as one of the outrageous fools in Israel. Now, therefore, please speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from you. But he would not listen to her, and being stronger than she, he violated her and lay with her. This is the word of God. Amnon committed an incredibly egregious sin, and he got the idea from his friend, Jonadab. You see, Amnon was actually held back from sinning. There was a providential restraint keeping his lust at bay. However, as our text said, everything changed because it says, but Amnon had a friend. Friends are very powerful things in our lives, aren't they? Friends influence our likes, our dislikes, our wills, and our affections. Maybe you remember that, and I do as, so poignantly as a young child. Whatever my friends liked, I liked. Whatever my friends disliked, I didn't want anything to do with it. That's the power of influence, isn't it? That's relational strength, and it affects us. You may have heard the old saying, tell me who your friends are, and I'll tell you who you will become. But the Bible speaks to this actually with clearer language. The Bible says there are influences in our lives, and they can be good or bad. Influences affect us, and they cause us to turn from one direction to another. The Word of God tells us that influence can result in a blessing or a curse. Proverbs 13.20 says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Apostle Paul speaks of influence and his effects several times in his letters. He, he asks this, 
in Galatians 5. He says, you were running so well, what hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you a little leaven, leavens the whole lump. And to Corinth, Paul even gives the direct warning, do not be deceived, evil company corrupts good habits. I think one of the best ways we can think about this, one of the clearest ways that we can frame this is, is how J.C. Ryle said it. He said, to whom are you handing influence? Who are you handing influence to in your life? You see, sometimes we just feel like we're influenced by all these people and things in the world, and we're just victims, and there's nothing we can do about it. But that's not true. The truth is, we actually have control over who we let influence us. You decide who your friends are. You decide who you spend time with. You decide what movies to watch. You decide what music to listen to. When you click on something on the computer... You are handing influence to something. And that something will inevitably affect your soul, either for good or bad. So let's be cautious of who we are letting influence us, because it's up to us. And the question before us today is, to whom or to what are you handing influence? And the temptation, I know it, is to think we're stronger Oh, I, I know that crowd. They're kind of into some weird stuff. But, but it's okay. I, I can still hang out with them. I won't be affected. Remember the words of our text today. But Amnon had a friend. But Amnon had a friend. And that changed everything. We think we're strong, but remember, even the best fall. It even happened to the apostle Peter and Barnabas. Remember, that's one of the core tenets of the book of Galatians. Paul says they were led astray, basically by peer pressure. Poor Amnon. He destroyed his life in Tamar's. He made a crafty man his friend, and he handed him influence. So maybe be watchful who we are handing influence to, brothers and sisters. Let's go find good influences and let those nurture our souls. Yes, people, but but whatever you watch, whatever you listen to, whatever you give time to, whatever you surround yourself with, that's who you are handing influence to. So may it be righteous, may it be God-honoring things that drive you to holiness, that stretch you in maturity, to godliness, to joy in the Lord. I also want to encourage you in just one more thing, particularly for the young people here today. Because it, it seems that perhaps young people are influenced by peers more than anyone else. I know I surely was, and I still am. But my encouragement to you is to love your friends. Love your friends by directing them to the truth. So when some friend of yours has an idea that's not a good idea, (laughs) then call them out on it. That's love. That's what love is. Stand up for righteousness. This is, this is the privilege and honor that we are called to. That we stand up for truth, for righteousness, for purity, for holiness. We, we usher in, by our very lives, nobility, chivalry, godly femininity, 
Biblical manhood, that's what we get to do with the truth that's been imparted to us. We get to restore, reform these, and live these lives, these realities as God's children. So may we not be a silent Adam and just stand there. When some evil influence presses against your soul, you either run or fight. Those are the options. And you don't just stand there and take it in. You run or fight, and we fight with the truth. We stand for righteousness on the unwavering rock that never fails, Jesus Christ. So let's go build God's kingdom with truth and love our friends. Now as we enter our time of confession, let's reflect personally and corporately on whom, to whom are you handing influence If you've opened a door of negative influence in your life, confess it and turn to God as his child, for he loves you. Amen. Please kneel with me now, if if you can and you're able. For our corporate prayer of confession, we're going to read this together. You'll find it in your bulletin. Merciful God, our Heavenly Father, You pardon all who truly repent and turn to you. We humbly confess our sins and ask for your mercy. We have not loved you with a pure heart, nor have we loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not been just in dealing with others. We have not loved kindness or walked humbly before you. Have mercy on us, O God, because of your loving kindness. In your great compassion, Cleanse us from our sin. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within us. Do not cast us from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore us to the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your bountiful spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Now take a moment to individually confess our sins to God.